Welcome in everybody, Nerdicons. We're back. Episode 63. <sighs> it, it, it doesn't feel like a week. It's been a really quick week for me. Mm-hmm. I don't know about the rest of you, but I am your host, Russell. With me are my co-host, Damien from the past. Yes, you're in the central time zone, so you're in the I'm past. I'm from the past. Mm-hmm. How are you doing, Damien? Unlike Scott Bakula, I cannot make quantum leaps, so I am coming to you from <laughs> the past. Maybe Doctor Strange can kind of portal me into the future, but I want everyone to know I am healthy. I am feeling better. Turns out it was just a sinus infection, and I needed to just take a couple of days to just rest and recuperate. But I am back, ready to rock and roll. I did not buy anything, but you both know I saw something that piqued my interest uh, this week. <laughs> Uh, and I'm thinking that's a custom, but I will contact the person for said custom just in case. Oh, customs. Oh. And the 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 co-host with the most from from his uh, mobile studio, Carl. Say hi. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Hello. I've missed you too, and are you are you guys listening in podcast land? I missed you. Did you miss me? I hope so. What's going on? What's going on? Oh, we're back this week. Not a lot of news, but we'll, we'll, we find some stuff to talk about. We find stuff to talk about. And I don't think the spoiler has to be... We, we are going to get into spoilers later in this episode about WandaVision. So if you haven't seen the first three episodes, we're just going to warn you. I don't think there's much to spoil in this in this show. I, I, I it's very different from the Mandalorian. I'll say that very uh, different, yeah. which it should be, which it should yeah. be. But it's also very. It, it, not only that, I, we'll talk about it when we get to that part. But I, I have some things that I, I'd like to talk about with with Wandavision, but uh, Damien. You're feeling better, but how how was the rest of your week after the two days of just a nice long weekend of laying in bed? How how, how was your Monday through through Friday? Uh, well, I've worked every day this week, even on the holiday, and I have to work tomorrow. But aside from that, I'm actually in really good spirits. I uh, I was able to just catch up on reading, like a really book nerd that I am. Uh, my friends from New York actually sent me a, a late Christmas present today, which was homemade cookies uh, by one of my college friends and her husband. They made it for me, and I'm very grateful to be downing, along with my turkey burger that I rushed to make before I came on the air, uh, along with my mint chocolate chip cookies, as well as my chocolate fudge brownies. And on top of this, to all my fat friends out there, I will be getting Girl Scout cookies delivered tomorrow free of charge because I'm a nice human and I work with kids and people decided, Damien, we're going to fatten you up for the volcano God and give you all sorts of cookies. <laughs> but aside from that, uh, there were some negatives. Uh, one of my jobs missed payroll and I did not get paid for one of my jobs this week. So I was not pleased Ooh. with that. Uh, I wound up having to take on another client because I think I told you guys this last week, one of my counseling clients passed away due to COVID, uh, and I'm still kind of mourning that uh, with his family. But aside from that, I'm alive, I'm healthy, 
Uh, I've been able to increase my reps at the gym and my weight at the gym, so that makes me very happy. And aside from that, everybody, it's just good to be here. Carl, what about you? Uh, I had an uneventful week. Um, it was nice that it was a shorter week, but uneventful, really. Just a lot of running around. Students are moving back. It's kind of kind of nuts. Um, uh, did I get anything? No, no, I don't have anything for any pickups or anything like that. No, I lied. I found a uh, Black Series Django Fat and uh, Rangers, the Power Rangers Ranger Slayer, which I want to do a shot uh, toy photography. Ooh, I can hear the Greer's grinding and rusting right now. Um, for a Toei Spider-Man shot. Um, but, uh, oh, nah, didn't think, oh, a flower. I picked up a bag of flour because I didn't want to use the only bag of that flour we had. I might get my girlfriend mad. So uh, it's for a snow effect, which I'm working on a shot now. Um, what else? Anything else exciting? No, that's about it. Had some delicious pizza at Palermo's in Bordentown. It's a nice thin crust. Oh, delicious mm, pizza. Thin crust pizza. Yeah, it was like it's like super thin. Like the tomato sauce is like got like this like sweet taste to it. I don't know. It's delicious. It's like amazing. Um, my girl introduced it to me because uh, her and her girlfriend used to go uh, usually go there for their girl nights and get uh, that pizza. She's like, you have to try it. You have to try it. I was like, let's go. Let's go try it. And it was just shit was banging. So if you're anywhere <laughs> near the Bordentown area in New Jersey, listeners, go and get a an old fashioned an old fashioned pizza from uh Palermo's in Bordentown. Shameless plug for them. I should charge them. Anyway, that's it. Russ, how about you, my friend? Oh, uh, my week, uh it was all right. I played a lot of Madden this week. I have met, got Madden 21 for Christmas, so I've continued oh, to play it. Is that so huh? you can live vicariously through the video game with your team? Yeah. I can control yeah. that. I can't control what happened. I mean, hey, at least your team probably did better than my Jets. <laughs> hey, at least was your team? Saints. Okay. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. It was a rough week. It's a sad week, too. Um, you know... The, the 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 rumors are ramping up that Drew Brees is going to retire, and then today, Friday, we're recording this on Friday. Hank Aaron passed away. Um, that, that hurts, dude. That hurts. For for a lot of you who don't know, you know, not just what he what he meant as a civil rights leader and what he's done for baseball, but he's he's you know if there if he's never in the conversation, but he probably is lays the biggest claim to greatest of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, you you look at his numbers, and in every ca- every offensive category, he's top three. Um, nobody's been to more All Star games. Nobody. I mean, and you think about what he he went through chasing that record in in the early seventies. You know, they were showing. We were. I went to Buffalo Wild Wings with my my middle son tonight for dinner, and they were showing that home run, and as he's rounding second base, there's two guys running up behind yep. him on the field. Mm-hmm. It's like, I couldn't imagine the fear in him when that was happening. 
because they were talking about all the death threats he was getting, all this and that and the other. And then to be rounding the bases and out of nowhere, two men run up behind you. What What is he thinking? What is right. going through his head at that moment? Um, but it's just, just a set. I mean, you know, one of the greatest human beings, you know, they had so many just former Braves and former players just talking about it. just a great human being. Like, I mean, if, if there was, if there was an argument for the greatest of all time in baseball, I think, I think you have to have Henry Aaron in there and you know, you, the man lived a long and productive life. Um, so it's, it's sad to see him go, but you know, um, what else? My week, my week. That's, <laughs> um, but I got my Qui-Gon hot toy, um, Qui-Gon Jin. I got a Liam Neeson hot toy. Yeah, that's going to be that's display, displayed as soon as I can get start getting down here in the cold basement and making room for it. Um, I have opened it up and looked at it. It is fabulous. I mean, it is fantastic. The likeness just the sculpting on, I mean, it's, it's insane. The robes, the it's like hot toys knocked it out of the park on this one. It just, just a great figure. Um, I finished, I finished season five of the clone wars. So I'm on to six and seven, which are the two shorter seasons. So I should be finishing up clone wars next week. And then I will have officially watched all all canon Star Wars media. Um, not no, re- I read. I haven't read all the stuff, but I, I would have officially watched all. Well, I haven't watched Resistance. That's I canon. Can't yeah. I can't wait to hear your thoughts on the final season, especially like well, the last like three episodes. And let me tell you, you're going to notice the quality in the the in, animation in, in the issue in like jump way up. Well, I'll I'll tell you this. I this week I finished up through um Maul and Mandalore. Mm-hmm. That that was high quality stuff right there. I would have loved to have seen that story explored a little more and a little longer in, in long form live action. Mm-hmm. Just just the, the the whole dynamic we get. In the Clone Wars, when they resur- when when you find Maul, and then the just just more, that's that's the sad thing about the Obi Wan Kenobi series that we're not going to get mm-hmm. is we're not going to get an exploration of Maul and Kenobi. Um, I think that's probably one of the best antagonistic relationships in Star Wars, based mm-hmm. on what we've seen in the Clone Wars and Rebels, and. And just the fact that we're n- we're not going to get we we probably won't get that in live action. Um, it's just, it's a shame to me, but the whole Maul Mandalore watching uh, Bo Katan's uh, face turn from from mm-hmm. being Death Watch bad guy to to hero of Mandalore and all that that was I that love was, the fact that you use a wrestling term by the way I, I always do that. I always do <laughs> I think it confuses Carl sometimes when I say that stuff but I think he's learning um but yeah um just watching that and then and then the whole bombing of the Jedi temple with Ahsoka 
that storyline to end season five. That that again, some of the best Star Wars storytelling we've seen. Um, and from my understanding, the last four episodes of season seven are the best Star Wars storytelling we've ever we we may have seen. So I'm looking forward to all this. The these last two seasons seem to be the 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 meat and potatoes of Clone Wars. And right. what I've seen so far has been a has been gravy. And it's just enhancing it. it Clone Wars enhances the prequel tri- the the prequels. In my it's opinion, like everything, it's everything we wanted and didn't get. Well, right, right. But if you watch it in conjunction with the prequels, you're like, okay, this makes so much sense now. You yeah, see the there, character. Isn't, isn't there a timeline? Like, if you, it tells you when to to, to like. Well, yes. Actually, everything. Yeah. CNET has it. Uh, I, I believe CNET's the website that has it, and and I f- I firmly believe that Favreau and Filoni are doing this with the Mandalorian and what they'll probably do with the Ahsoka, excuse me, the Ahsoka series and um, Rangers and Boba Fett is, I think they're going to be trying to enhance the, the sequel trilogy that okay is is I I, I think they're going to try to do for the sequel trilogy what the clone wars animated did for the prequel trilogy and you know what if they give me some good storytelling give me some uh some um interesting characters i'm all for it okay mm-hmm. I, that that's a challenge i think they're up for so just watching that and my kids have found this show called henry danger on 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 netflix it was it was an, it's an old nickelodeon show so okay. they've been binging through that. That's kind of fun to watch sometimes. It's just one of those Nickelodeon goofy superhero sh- hero shows. And I'll say this. Child actors usually ham it up. Like, they're child actors hamming it up. But the kids in this show actually look like they have some acting talent. And that that's that's different to see. Whereas, like, when you watch the Disney stuff, it's like, Okay, Miley Cyrus is in this because of her daddy. Um, some of these other kids are in it because they can sing. Right. This stuff, but they're not acting. Ain't their best. Ain't acting. Ain't their top priority. Like That's the not Jonas their thing. Brothers. Like the Jonas Brothers. I don't think the Jonas Brothers were world class actors, but Disney cast them and stuff because they could sing. You know, I I, I would liken it to more of this kid the. the I, and I and I think the kid that's run that that is Henry Dane Henry, the main mm-hmm. character of the show. I'd liken him more to Zac Efron. Okay, I'm liking him to a Disney kid. He can actually act. And my wife watched High School Musical this week. This week, and I noticed Efron stood out in that in that movie. But I digress. The High School Musical. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, you look at the kid, and you're like, yeah, he's he's a star. And, 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 you know, my wife I was is going through on HBO Max Sex in the City, and I'm like, this is awful. <laughs> this show is terrible. Why and did people 20- think that was a good show? I don't know, but there was a 20-something Timothy Oliphant, and I was like, man, Cobb Vanth is... <laughs> Raylan Givens, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> this isn't justified. This isn't justified. Um, I just... I watch it and I'm like, I was like, how can you watch this trash? 
this is trash. This is not good. Well, would this she say the good. same thing about us watching wrestling? Well, she does, but so there you go. <laughs> um, what was I? And there was, I, and I asked her. I was like, "Did you finish Dawson's Creek?" She's no. She's like, "No, it got uninteresting after season two. I was just she's like, not wrong. She's not wrong. <laughs> I was like, it was interesting <laughs> to begin with. Me, it's like me, me and my girlfriend. Like one day, we're, when there was not when like we thought we binged like everything under the sun. And she's like, I never saw Dawson Creek. And I was like, never mind. Let's try to watch it. We got five minutes in and we had to turn it off because, like, the quality of the, like, the film is so, like, so it, bad. It's like, like the, even, even if you just look at the storytelling and you're just listening to it, it's like, I'm like, they are talking so much. It's like, like nobody uses that many words in that span of time except if you're on a podcast. Mm-hmm. Um that's it's like just Gilmore girls. Well, you know who else it reminds me of? You know who else it reminds me of? Kevin Smith movies. Because they're trying to do this witty, snippy dialogue that it's like, oh, we're smart, but we're slackers. You know, we're high school kids, but we're super smart. And I'm like, okay, I don't like this. You know, I go back and watch those Kevin Smith stuff, and I'm like, oh, dude. And it's like, he, he just does this. And and, so, and I'll give Kevin Smith credit where credit's due. A lot of his stuff was more witty and funny mm-hmm. than a lot, of the, a lot of people, his imitators. But it's still just word vomit. It's just word vomit. And I got... <laughs> I want. So we started watching. Um, I was at work today, and we were watching Eddie Murphy and his stand-up. I think it was from Raw, where he's doing the "I got the ice cream," that whole dance and stuff. That mm-hmm. little hilarious. It's hilarious. Was it delirious? We, I I think it was delirious. Yes, yeah. but it was hilarious. I, I remember one watching or two, Raw or delirious. But I think delirious was. It's one where he's in the red jacket. <laughs> it's delirious. The Michael Jackson red jacket from Thriller. I think it's the first. Yeah, yeah, that's the first one. Delirious is the first one. Raw is the second one, right? I could be wrong. I don't know, but it was hilarious. Eddie Murphy is a treasure. (laughs) And then, and then we decided to watch a clip from Saturday Night Live with uh, the delicious dish. I don't know if you remember that 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 bit with Anna Gasteyer and Molly Shannon. Mm -hmm. They did a delicious dish with Alex Alec Baldwin. And it was a Christmas episode and Alec Baldwin, I forget his first name. I think it was Carl, but his name okay. was Carl, Carl Schwedy. Of, of course it was. Of course, of course it was Carl. It, it's the in, infamous Schwedy balls. Nobody can resist my Schwedy balls. Mm-hmm. And it's that just Shvetty. the, the innuendos with, and, and they're talking about like popcorn balls and, you know, Christmas candy ball balls and stuff it's just <laughs> i want to put your balls in my mouth carl whoa <laughs> like, oh, the, whoa, go 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 look up the clip it's whoa. hilarious it is whoa. one of the funniest i was in Rob, tears i've seen I'm this flattered clip. i'm flattered but no <laughs> I, i've seen this 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 bit hundreds of times and every time i watch it i am in tears because it is so 
funny. The three of them are just hysterical together. But yeah, that that was my week. So um um I need to start rearranging some of the statues around statues and I I'm getting some so st- I've hit a hit a low point in selling. Nobody wants to buy my plastic turtles. Um oh. So I just need to I need to get Back into I need to put some more stuff up I've just been very lazy I don't like eBay's new payout method So that's been annoying mm. <laughs> You know it was nice to get everything In that PayPal account and then just Transfer it all over Yeah They stopped with PayPal and it's like Oh you sold three items They paid for three different days So you're going to get that money three different times It's like Oh <sighs> Yeah, I, I I sold a couple of things since they did that, and it was rather not enjoyable because you don't get it right away. Mm-hmm. You know, you did all that work to PayPal and to get good feedback, so you can just like deposit as soon as you get the money. And then this this one, it's like you're waiting, you're waiting, you're waiting. <laughs> like right, like, uh, I just hate it. I I've yet to like because I just don't feel like going through the agony of it. So. Like I haven't sold any more comics on it yet, but right. Like I'll sell the item on Tuesday, and then Thursday they'll say we have sent your payout, and then I'll get the money on Friday or Monday. And it's like usually it's like two. Like if someone like you just said, but except mine will be like the following Tuesday or Wednesday, and I'm like, what the hell? My problem with it is, is they're expecting me to send my item as soon as that person pays, and I'm like, I don't have their money. Yeah, like yeah, you know. And they used to say, "Don't send, don't send anything until you get re- actually receive the money." Right now they're saying, "Don't send it until they pay," and then we hold your money for four days. And it's like, yeah. "Oh, they've gotten my stuff already." Thanks. But yeah, that was that's my week. And and, and little sidebar of eBay aside, um. Oh wow! They've announced Falcon and Winter Soldier Funko Pops. Four Not surprised. Not surprised. Baron Zemo full on head headgear. There's been um, a, a big rush for Funkos lately. All these pre-orders have been like inundating my news feed, and I'm just thinking, <laughs> I'm done, man. They, they they're trying to pull me back in, and I said, no, I'm good. I, I'm I can resist unless it comes free or less than retail. Yeah, I don't. I, I'm not interested. Well. They, they they just announced those Falcon and Winter Soldier pre-orders, mm-hmm. and I actually think I saw a Winter Soldier in a in a GameStop this week. I could mm-hmm. be wrong, because I think I saw some of those and and a WandaVision, which we're going to talk about full of spoilers later. Just so you know, yep. At at my local GameStop, but Hot Toys announced uh, a pre-order um, for the 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 Dark Troopers. And they came in a little more expensive than I thought they would. Um, we were talking before air. It's like the incinerator trooper and the remnant stormtrooper were, you know, the remnant stormtrooper was 200 bucks flat. And mm-hmm. then the incinerator trooper was a nice 230. And I was like, okay, the dark trooper will probably come in at like 
220, 235. No, the Dark Trooper's coming in at $260. Jeez, man. And I'm like, yeah, and it's, it's, it, it, there's very little accessories. I think you get an extra set of hands. Um, I don't even think, like, I'm, I'm trying to look at, look at the stills from Hot Toys, the, the blogger photos for the demo. And it's like, yeah, it's, you get you get a gun, three sets of hands, and a stand, plus okay. the trooper. And it's it's not very it, I mean, it's just simple black plastic. And I'm like, okay, it's got red eyes. Cool. All right. Two hundred and sixty dollars. Oh, that's I what mean, you're people, paying for the light up feature. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if it lights up. It doesn't say what they light up. It doesn't say. That's not like Hot Toys not to make something light up when it lights up. I mean, up. it probably does, but it doesn't say it does or doesn't. Um, so, yeah, I'm like, okay, that's a little overpriced. But some people have said it is bigger than most Hot Toys. But I'm, I'm like, okay, easy pass on that. I'll right. save my money for something else. I mean, um, you're like, what, a head and a half taller than Mando, right? I'm trying to think of, like, they're pretty big. Yeah, they're. I I think if, if Mando's twelve, um, these are like fourteen. Okay. Uh, fourteen inches tall. Okay. Because they they and and I but I think from the promo images, I think most of the community, the Hot Toys community, is more is is hoping for a Return of the Jedi Luke Skywalker reissue. Mm-hmm. Uh, because there are photos of of that. With like, because Hot Toys a lot of times in their blogger photos, there'll be other Hot Toys in the photos with them, and sometimes it's an announced figure, sometimes it's not an announced figure, and you know this was a there was a Luke Skywalker sighting. Granted, it was just oh dang something fell over. Oh well, it wasn't expensive. Uh, Didn't break, (laughs) but. They had, they had, you had, you see the back of a Luke Skywalker figure. Um, so I don't know if Hot Toys is going to re release that. If it's just, I don't, I've got a Luke Skywalker Return of the Jedi. I don't think I need another one, even with Mandalorian packaging. Um, the only thing I would maybe be interested on that figure is a black cloak because the Return of the Jedi one has a brown cloak, which I was like, I thought it was black. But apparently it's brown. The, the cloak he's wearing in Jabba's palace and all that fun stuff. So, but yeah. Um. Other news is like Sony's moving a bunch of movies back. Yep. Uh, I know Morbius got moved to next year. And that's then, not going to uh, help. It, uh, that's not going to help at all. But I don't think anybody was going to see that movie anyway. But okay. Um. And then Uncharted got moved. Some other movies got moved. Didn't Black Widow get pushed again? No, yeah. it's no, no, it's Did being it? rumored. But Disney announced some moves, but I don't think Black Widow was one of them. Got it. Um, I'm like, can you wait till April because you know we're getting the vaccine out. Second waves of this first vaccine, or I, I don't know. I just think. Like, it's very, like, it was, 
March of last year, when they started canceling the college baseball season, they started canceling stuff. And it's like, uh, okay. And, and looking back on 2020 with 2020 vision, you're like, okay, that was a good move. But right now, you know, we're getting the vaccine rollout. People have a lot of people. I mean, granted numbers are spiking everywhere. I don't, I, I, I don't understand how that's happening. Um, I guess I, I don't know. I, I just think it's a little present. I mean, if you're, if you got a movie coming out in the next two months, maybe m- p- pushing it back, but I don't, I don't see pushing black widow back doing anybody any good. Um, it's been pushed back. Know. So it's been pushed up back so often that it's getting to the point where nobody's going to care when it gets released, even though it's the godly MCU and we all love Natasha Romanoff for the most part, I'm reaching the point of the only reason I even want to see this movie is to see what they do with Taskmaster or the Thunderbolts Mm -hmm. going forward. Other than that, I don't care. I don't care. I, 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 Carl, go ahead. Mm -hmm. I know you got something to say. Uh, honestly, I, I was so excited for Widow, and just like WandaVision, I was really excited, and it just take well, I mean, it's just taking so long that my excitement has, like, really, like, waned and dissipated a lot for it. It's kind of like, uh, I don't know, like, I mean, I definitely feel the same as Damien. Uh, and especially because I love Taskmaster as a villain, it's, I want to see what they do with Taskmaster. Even though I'm still pissed about the skull mask, but that's only to appease the China, the Chinese audience in China, because they can't have skull imagery in their movies. Um, that's why he doesn't look like Taskmaster. But I still want to see what they do with him or her or whatever, you know, the speculation is. But, I mean, I just like I said, without being redundant, my, my anticipation and excitement has waned a bit because of this whole thing. Because it's just like, okay, well, you've been done filming a long time. You know, let's go. Either put it out on Disney Plus or put it out. <laughs> I mean, I'll I'll give it to Warner Brothers. I'll give them credit where credit is due, even though they don't really deserve any credit. But mm-hmm. they they've said, look, we're gonna we got to get these movies out, and we're gonna utilize HBO Max. And you know, we don't know what movie theaters are going to look like when everything starts reopening. We don't know if there's going to be the distribution there. So enjoy thirty days. HBO Max, have fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, it's like, okay, I'm willing to pay eleven ninety nine a month to see, to, you know, get access to their catalog of stuff, and and then watch a brand new movie, which I still haven't watched Wonder Woman eighty four yet. Um, I have three days to watch it, so I better get on that. Um, but you know, it's it has gotten to the point where. It's been a year since I've been inside a movie theater. Uh, it's been a calendar year. And honestly, I've, I've gotten, I, I per, me personally, it's like, I, even with WandaVision, 
and the Mandalorian to an extent, I'm and and Clone Wars. I'm seeing the benefits of long form storytelling in short little bursts like we get with these shows. Right. Mm. And I'm like, okay, what am I and and I my my tone might may change once I start once I see it, a movie, but it's like how wait, you're gonna character build everything in two hours? Okay. I'm not sure about that. You know, I, I don't know. I guess I guess my my view has changed on stuff. And and I, I just wonder, I wonder if, you know, with, with Marvel, the MCU, especially with Endgame and being so final, you know, and we got a nice little epilogue with far from home to, to that whole MCU, the, you know, the, 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 the the infinity saga part i just i don't know how much anticipation there is for a another mcu movie right now mm. especially if we're getting all these disney plus shows there won't right. be a clamoring cuz for instance we're going to talk about wandavision and then loki comes out falcon and the winter soldier comes out are we going to really be clamoring to go see a MCU movie in a theater when we literally can have it on our laptops and television? I don't think so. Right. If this was, I hate to say it this way, if this was a, a Spider-Man movie, maybe Captain Marvel 2 or Avengers 5, I think then you might have people clamoring to go see it in the theater. But I don't think Black Widow, for all of, of of the goodwill that the characters built up over all these years, I'm not clamoring. I know people who love Black Widow, the character. They're still not ready to go running out just to go see uh, Scarlet portray her one last time. Yeah, especially after we know the character's fate yeah. already. So and, I wonder and I will... if that's going to make some... I'm sorry. I just wonder if that's going to make some of the danger and excitement like kind of like not as great in the movie because you already know her fate. You know, she right. doesn't die unless there's some big like fake out that we don't know about. But uh, well, that's my one concern. I'm not going. Well, I, I've seen some potential spoilers from before the first pushback. Uh, mm -hmm. They all seem to check out given the timeline. So for me, if at all, even 80% comes out the spoilers I've read over the last year about this movie, uh, I'm going to just preface it this way. Quick spoiler, potentially. This is going to lead to the Thunderbolts. That's yeah. what this movie is. It's a pathway to the Thunderbolts, and I'm okay with it. But again, do I really need to run out to the movie to know, to, to Carl's point, what her fate is? What happens to Elena? What happens to, to everybody else? If it's inevitably going to lead to a Thunderbolts movie, no, I don't need to see it. In the theaters, at least. Just release it to, to the vast majority of us who want to watch it in the safe and sanctity of our own home. Right. And, and, and just let it be. You already paid Scarlett. You already paid the actors. I mean, aside from just owing them residuals yeah. for inevitably releasing it on, on film, okay, cool. And if you want to do another another avenue, 
You could literally just do one of those you, people who want to go to the movies, limited release, space it out, no more than 20 people in a theater, and then do it that way, and you're still recouping something. Or would okay. you rather just keep pushing this and pushing this and pushing this, and thusly pushing the MCU timeline a little bit, because even though this is sort of a, a prequel bridge series, it's still holding up other things potentially. Right. So just pull the trigger already. I just think, I think this movie comes out May, 2020. It's a billion dollar movie. This movie comes out May, 2021. I don't, you know, even if they pushed it back to Thanksgiving or later in the summer in August, I still don't, I, 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 I think, I think the window has passed. Yes. And will this be a good movie? I, it's hard for Marvel to make a bad movie. Um, but I, I just, I just, part of me wants to say, Marvel, cut your losses in this, renegotiate some contracts, get them their money. Like, like Warner brothers did with Gal Gadot and Patty Jenkins, get, mm-hmm. get Scarlett, her money, get the director, their money, give, give David Harbor and Rachel Weiss hurt their money and just bite the bullet make it a big deal on Disney plus and put it out there. Um, I think they're going to be more ready to do that after Raya and the last dragon, which okay. is going to be a simul release in theaters and Disney plus. If that kicks up numbers a little bit and that does well, like Mulan did well, they made, they ended up making money on Mulan by putting it on Disney plus instead of the theaters, because when in the first 30 days of a movie's release, movie theaters get 60% of the, of what they, what the movies bring in. Okay. So Disney would have lost money on Mulan because let's say Mulan only brought in $30 million. The theaters are getting 60% of that. Disney's not recouping anything from Mulan basically. And I think by putting it on Disney Plus and keeping all the money, that extra money that people spent, Disney ended up making a profit off Mulan. Granted, not enough to say, hey, let's do a sequel, but they still made money off of it. Um, I, it's going to be hard for them in this. And I, th- I still think May even though stuff may be starting to get back to normal, we're still going to be in the infancy stages of stuff getting back to normal in a lot of places. Um, Cause I, you know, if, if these people aren't lying, there are some people who have been holed up in their houses by themselves, not leaving commute work, you know, all this stuff since March of last year. And I don't know how many millions of people it is. I don't know how many people it actually is, but there are people who are like, and then there are people who are, are, are just completely like, nothing's ever going to be the same again. I refuse to go to movie theaters. I refuse to go anywhere again. Like me personally, I'm probably never going to eat at a buffet again. Same. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I'm just, just putting that out there going to a movie theater. That's a little different. Um, well, also, it's different because you have a family, and families 
bonding, you know, at movie theaters yeah. is a, is a big yeah. deal. Uh, yeah, single and, single me isn't trying to run to no movie theater anytime soon. And and I I know what I know what my state is doing for restaurants right now. What they're requiring restaurants to do, or they get shut down. Um. So, and all the restaurants in my area have done a very good job. We haven't had any any quote unquote outbreaks due to restaurants or schools. It's been mainly families gathering together because they don't, you know, they're like, yeah, you can't tell me what to do. You're not, you're a governor. You're not a dictator. And that's what they've been doing in Jersey the whole time. And and so, you know, I'll, I'll be honest. Like we, we sat in Buffalo Wild Wings and ate. Okay. Okay. I, 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 the waiter was wearing gloves. He was wearing a mask. You could see back in the kitchen. Everybody else is doing the same. Great. It's like, okay, all right, you guys are taking care of this. There's, there's hand washing. There's, you know, the bathrooms to wash hands. There's uh, hand sanitizer all over the place in this place. I felt comfortable eating there. Um, and, and there's a lot of people who don't feel comfortable eating, eating places. And I understand that. I get it. I really do. I understand you. But. I just I just think Disney needs to say, look, we need to accommodate these people that aren't going to want to leave their houses even in May or June or July or August to go do stuff, but you know, let's 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 get this movie out there. Right. I mean, you know, they've been great about getting us content. And that's that's what's king. Content is king. And it's going to be interesting to see some of these movies that have been filmed during the pandemic coming out like like the Red Notice movie that uh, The Rock did with Gal Gadot and Ryan Reynolds. I forgot that, about that. Completely that's going to be released this that. year on Netflix. And I'll be interested to see how that worked. You know how you know, and they could do all the tricks and stuff. It's just funny my parents watch all these CBS dramas and everybody's wearing masks. Everybody. It's like, really? You're going to date your episodes like this? Mm-hmm. I don't yeah, know. Do I just superstore too, but that show's getting canceled. Which is a shame. I don't know. I just, I don't know. Sorry. I think I completely went off track for what we were talking about. You're good. But I mean, Sony, I understand delaying their movies. They don't have an outlet in streaming. Universal has an outlet. Paramount has an outlet. Disney has an outlet. Warner Brothers has an outlet. Sony's the outlier. They don't have that outlet for streaming. And I I, I could see Disney buying them <laughs> and saying, or just... I think this is an opportunity for Disney to make a move to get Spider-Man fully back home. Oh, um, because, you know, Sony's going to need that, going to want that money. And <laughs> Disney's like, we got money. Just give us Spider-Man. Cause I don't think Disney could get approved for buying the entire studio of Sony pictures. Um, I don't, I don't think that would go over well with the FCC <laughs> or the Not SEC. at all. <laughs> uh, I, don't, I don't think that would go over well. With that, I mean, granted, you would be down to four major studios at that point. Um, but 
I just don't see that happening. But I, I could see them saying, give us that IP. Give us our IP back. Um, but that's completely off subject. Um, so I think we need to get in the first three episodes of WandaVision. Yes. Okay. So if you guys are listening and you haven't watched it, we're going to spoil the crap out of it. Mm-hmm. Although, I don't know if there's much to spoil here. No. If anything. So, what did you guys think? Go ahead. Damien and Carl. Okay, so <laughs> I was very skeptical about this show when the vignettes first started airing. And even toward the latter part, right before it was released, I was still on board with the Loki train, thinking, eh, WandaVision was going to be some some weird hokey alternate reality thing. But, and I tried to stay away from all those YouTube insiders or supposed YouTube insiders, but I couldn't help myself. And there's a couple out there that I, I find to be as astute as we are when breaking stuff down. And I will say this. The first episode, if you're not prepared to, to kind of go back and forth with a what? Or if you're not old enough, like we are, to know what sitcoms were like back in the 50s, 60s, 70s, and 80s, you're going to be completely lost. Right. Like young folk are going to be completely lost about the time. They're going to be asking, and I hate to say this, their parents or their grandparents, Hey, was this like the same thing back when you were a kid? And I, and I know this because I've had the kids I work with ask me about it as if I'm 62 years old. But I digress. The show itself is a microcosm of, of what seems to be the House of M storyline. Right. Where it seems that, that Wanda has created this pocket reality, which is being monitored by S.W.O.R.D., since day one, and I think the first person watching was Darcy Lewis. They, that hasn't been confirmed, but I think that's where they're headed with it. To kind of loop in Darcy's Sword. character from Thor. Yeah, in Sword. So we have that. And then in episode two, and I'm going to jump around a little bit. I know we are too. Uh, episode two, there's little hints to the devil. There's little hints to babies. And if you've read any of the, of the comics with Scarlet Witch and Vision... Spoilers, kids. Mephisto, i.e. Marvel's devil, seems to be all fingers are pointing for his inevitable arrival. With Agnes being an acronym for Agatha Harkness, could combine Agatha and, and, you know, at the end, Harkness, and you get Agnes, which sometimes is an ally and sometimes is an uh, antagonist between Wanda uh, and maybe acting on behalf of Mephisto in the first two episodes. But there's little cracks that happens in Wanda's psyche. Because if you remember back in Age of Ultron, when Pietro dies, she completely eviscerates everything in her way because she had that psychic breakdown of mm-hmm. losing her brother. She felt her twin brother die. When she comes back in Avengers Endgame and goes toe-to-toe with Thanos, remember, she was still getting used to her powers from Civil War and when she went up against the Black Order in, in, in Infinity War, she wasn't there. She wasn't the, the end-all, be-all. But when she's angry and grieving, she is known to be the most powerful person in all of Marvel Comics. So thusly, you've seen little cracks happen to her in this show. The beekeeper, the helicopter, 
the boss that was choking when they were asking too many questions. And in episode three, uh, you know, spoilers for that, Monica Rambeau mentioning Pietro's name and Ultron's name and thusly bringing up painful memories for her. She damn near killed Monica, throwing her out of, of I was going to call it Pleasantville, but you guys get what I'm going to say here. Yeah. You know, and, and if that, if you don't think that's a origin story for Monica Rambeau, uh, right there, that's how she got her powers. Let's just be honest here. That's how they're probably going to spend her getting her powers in a future Captain Marvel movie. But think about the connection between not only Wanda's powers, but her psyche. Think about the connection right. between the fact that Vision is constantly questioning things and then getting thrown off the trail by Wanda as if he's being kept in this reality. And then there was a Truman Show kind of reveal in today's episode, episode three, where Herb, the, na- the neighbor next door, and every time I hear the word Herb, I'm reminded of Herb Muddlefoot from Darkwing Duck. So that was kind of like a little <laughs> callback to me where he goes, well, we're here because, because they're probably being kept against their will because they're either residents of the town or they're sword agents that got sucked into it because save the children, to quote Sally Struthers, to do it for the children, there's only two children in this entire town. Mm-hmm. It is Wanda's and Vision's kid, which in the comics, kids, is revealed to be a falsity perpetrated by Mephisto and his underlings that they weren't really her children, but they were kind of harbingers to siphon away Wanda's powers so Mephisto could roam the Marvel Comics universe in the land of the living without having to kind of sell people out and sell their souls and whatnot. But so far, for those who are also bitching, let me just throw this and I'll throw it to Carl. For those who are bitching about where Wanda's accent went, remember, this is a, a deep-seated memory of her childhood in Sokovia where they probably watched American television where if you know overseas, you don't get TV shows right when they air. You get them in syndication maybe 10 years later, 12 years later. And she saw these all-American families, the good wife, the good husband, the the, the PTA meetings, the, the, the charity events. And she loses her accent. Why? Because she's mentioned, I just want to fit in in this town and make it our own. So why would she talk like a Sokovian immigrant in a town where everybody sounds all American and hunky dory where she's trying to fit into this pocket reality and kudos to Paul Bettany. I'll give him credit because I didn't really like his acting, but I realized he, here is how Paul Bettany is playing vision in this series. Mm-hmm. He is playing vision as if vision is drunk perpetually. Paul Bettany is playing it like a person that's concussed, trying to figure it all out, totally not having all his bearings, and he's just trying to piece it all together. And every time he gets a semblance of order, Wanda snaps reality or her version of reality to rewrite it and almost right. the, gl- the glitch in the Matrix yeah. where it's back to how she wants it. So for those people who are complaining about where her accent went, it went there because she's portraying her life as an American sitcom. And there's a right. rumor out there, and maybe you guys know this, that the couple in the commercials may be physical manifestations of her parents in these commercials, which I found mind-blowingly awesome when I read this. I said, oh my God, this makes perfect sense because it looks like this would be her and Pietro's parents in these stark Hydra Strucker commercials. 
and I'm sorry, I can't I can't wait for more. I have been proven wrong. Right. I have been surprised. And kudos to Elizabeth Olsen because to Carl's point, I liked her before all this. Elizabeth he- Olsen is acting her ass off. Ass off. Hello, yeah. Elizabeth Olsen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Carl, please. Um I mean I like it. I just feel like it I just don't think the twenty the half hour uh, format is well, you know what? It's not even that. If this was all dropped at once, I'd probably enjoy it more. Same. Because it's taking what, this is the third episode? Yeah. And it's I'm kinda getting impatient. Like, right. I mean I like the little teases when things like are kind of thrown off and get a little nutty. But it, it, it like takes a little bit, you know, a while to get there. And this last, well, last episode with Monica Rambeau, like that was great. But it just felt like it took forever to get there. But I noticed though with this episode, a lot more people are catching on, especially mm-hmm. Vision, and she keeps switching it back. Um. So I mean, it's slowly amping up, but it's it's very at a snail's pace, and I'm sure this this series is going to get like phenomenal. I just have a feeling, right? That it's going to get phenomenal. Um, about the accent, which is a funny thing, and I, I totally get what Damien's saying. It makes complete sense, and plus, it, it's in real life, as you know. <clears throat> she was like what a teenager basically when she came over here with the Avengers, after yep. years of being here. You start to lose your accent after a while, you know. Um, I mean, my girlfriend's father was from Italy till he was like very, like you know, not his whole life, but he was from Italy till probably like almost a teenager, probably like eleven, twelve, if I remember correctly. Yeah. You know, and you hear him talk now, you would think he was born and raised in America. Like he doesn't have. An accent. Same thing with uh, an old friend, Diana. Her father was from Germany. He didn't have a German accent. He grew up in Germany. Um, but my my but my point is, my girlfriend did point out um, one that she, Elizabeth Olsen is hot too. She's like, <laughs> she said, this girl just can't get the accent. Like it comes and it goes. Like, but like, I think that's on purpose. That's on purpose. But not on the show. She hasn't seen the show. She's just okay. talking about the movies because she's she's binging the Marvel movies right now because she wants to understand, you know, and she knows I like it. So she's trying to watch them all so she can when we do get to go to theaters or see it, she knows what's going on and stuff. But like she even said, and not so nice of words that this girl cake, not that she has anything wrong with Elizabeth Olsen. She looks she thinks she's beautiful and a great actress, but she's like. You know, B word. This can't get this this accent right down. Right, it comes and it goes. But I think it's again. I think it's also on purpose. Um, but I'm enjoying it. I just it, I would enjoy it more if it wasn't such. If the format was a little bit longer than a half hour, and if we got it all at once, because it's like, uh now I gotta wait a whole another week to watch thirty minutes. I was like, to me, it's just like, let's get going. Come on, let's start wrapping right. it up here. You know what I mean? But then, I, other than that, other than that, I I enjoy it, and I'll never complain about anything that has Elizabeth Olsen on the screen. <laughs> I I I I I I am in I am in enjoying the show. 
the part I'm not enjoying is having to do a lot of work. Okay. Oh like, yeah, because I, I mean, if you don't know what some of this stuff is based on, it like you have to have a keen eye because there's right. Easter eggs. There's Easter eggs that I didn't even notice, and I usually can pick this stuff out. But there's like Easter shadows. Yes, yeah, so from shadows like. Uh, the Strucker's castle is on the wall, but it's mm-hmm. like the white wall, and it's just like a light, light silhouette. And it's like you could easily miss that if you weren't yeah. looking for it, you know. And like, so now I'm kind of like, I still missing stuff, but now I'm looking at everything, every little sign, every little like thing. Like, I swear there's a vintage shield uh, eagle on, uh, like, like World War II shield eagle on the sign of uh, uh, the town they're in where it says welcome to whatever and then they have all the little like signs at the bottom yeah I saw that too Mm -hmm. yeah like so like there's little tiny things but you can you you miss them blink and you miss it I mean from the word jump okay if you understand Wanda's powers you understand a semblance of her powers in the comics you understand the house of M storyline just Just the basic premise of it. You get that this this something is going on inside her mind. She has created this world. And I think the final scene of episode three confirms that she's created this anomaly mm. around where she is. She may not be conscious right now because you've got the points where she's saying like, when they're in the street and the beekeeper comes out of the manhole, she goes, no. And it rewinds. Yep. And they do it again. And then there was another a point where she did that same thing in episode three where she says, I don't think she said no, but she just rewound and started over. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, when, think, he started, when he started to catch on, he's like, something's amiss here. Something doesn't fit. Yes, like, yes. When Vision yeah. was starting to question her, she's like, no. See, I don't think he's real. He is a no. figment of her imagination. Mm-hmm. Monica Rambeau, if you notice in the second episode when she introduces herself to Wanda, she waits for Wanda to let her know what her name is. Her she name doesn't is- know what her name is. Yeah. And then Wanda tells her. Um, I think there's more to Emma Caulfield's character. Mm-hmm. Uh, the blonde. I think yeah, there's more to her. I could be wrong. Um, why do you get a, a Buffy the Vampire Slayer alumni on your show and not utilize her? Um, <laughs> to her fullest extent. I, I believe that Agnes is, is Agatha Harkness. I don't know if she's working for Mephisto. I still haven't picked up on the Mephisto stuff. I might have to go back and rewatch um, to pick up on that stuff. Cause I just, I, let me, I'll be honest. I'm not that fluent in the mystical Marvel part, the Dr. Strange part. I always thought I always call it the Dr. Strange part of the Marvel universe, mainly because I, I always found Doctor Strange had a stupid looking costume um, yes. <laughs> in the 80s. I hated that. I couldn't stand looking at it. <clears throat> Particularly um, in general, besides Spider Man. 
So some real costumes. He created Squirrel Girl, so there you go. Yeah. But did he create Squirrel Girl? Yeah, I'm pretty sure he did. Huh. Like, I didn't know that. So I'm I I I just don't want to work so hard. Mm-hmm. I I think the acting has been top notch. Indeed. We did not get a lot of on uh, of we didn't get to see in Civil War and even Infinity War. We didn't get to see a lot of the chemistry that Bettany and Olsen have, and they yeah, have only, a ton of it. Yeah, you only um, you only get you only get that like five minutes in Infinity War when they're right. Off, you know, granted, their their uh, robot loving. Granted, Paul Bettany when he was in Solo chewed up the scenery. Yes, he did. So I, yeah. I'm I'm guessing that's Paul Bettany. Um, I don't. I haven't seen Elizabeth Olsen in much except Godzilla. And that Uh, was just weird because she played Aaron Taylor Johnson's wife. And then mm -hmm. in the next movie I saw them in, they were brother and sister. And I'm like, what? What? That's weird. I saw her first saw her in the American remake of old boy. Okay. I absolutely love Catherine Hahn. Um, she is one of those people who chews up scenery when she's in it. Yep. Um, I think that's inspired casting. Um, I am. I can't remember the actress's name who plays Monica Rambeau, but good call. Great call. Um, I think she is in there and she's working for sword. I think sword has put her in there. And when Wanda figures out, wait, you're not supposed to be here. Boom. She's out. I think she was undercover for S.W.O.R.D. I think if Mephisto is running it, everybody else is working for Mephisto. Mm -hmm. And Wanda has overpowered him at the point. And I think that's... Paul Bettany has said it's going to... As we go through the series, it's going to be more MCU. I like the... the, the, the idea of this show What is bothering me is I think this show As opposed to the Mandalorian Where one episode a week worked mm. Because this the Mandalorian doesn't... The Mandalorian Each episode was standalone I felt Up until the point where it's like Oh now at the end I'm going to bring all of this together each episode of the Mandalorian can stand on its own merits with WandaVision. I think this needs to be a binge show. You need to be able to binge this show. Yeah. For sure. I think it will make more sense. It will be more engaging if it's able to be binged. Um, I think that's where Marvel is having so far in their first show is having a problem. And I don't think it's, I think it's why, you don't hear a lot of buzz about the show Um, because with the Mandalorian, again, it was episodic and you knew, but you knew there was an underlying story and you had a team in, especially with Dave Filoni, who is very good at the weekly TV show and bringing you back next week. I don't know the background of these showrunners. I, I don't, think Kevin Feige has a background in episodic TV like this. I think that shows in this show. 
Mm. If I'm making any sense, no. it is, it, it, it cause if this show was able to be binged throughout, I think that we get, we would like this show better than it, it than we do now. I like the show. I'm enjoying where it's going. You know, watching the first two episodes, my oldest is getting my, 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 my kids aren't like questioning what's going on. They're like, Oh, this is like the old TV shows that people used to watch. This is what TV used to be like, blah, 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 blah. And they're like, this is pretty funny. They're not looking at the story. My wife's watching goes, what is going on here? Mm. And I'm like, I think for the, the, the casual fan, it's jarring. Yeah, it is. It is very jarring. It's, it's jarring even to somebody who's, who knows what's going on too. Yeah, I'm not going to gonna lie. I was a little like, uh, and I guess that's I, part of the story is finding out how we got here. But. but I do find myself getting lost when they start doing the antics. What do you mean? The antics? When it starts, when it's the slapstick stuff, when they're, when they as characters get lost in what's going on. The hijinks, you mean? Yes, the hijinks of like a, a regular. I'm, I feel like. I do feel like I'm watching an old Donna Reed episode, an old Bewitched episode, an old. Which I think, you know, I, and, and 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 that's a that's a credit to the filmmakers, um, yeah, and and the people doing this show. Yeah, that's something I'd like to compliment them on though, because it does whatever decade they they're doing, like each sitcom that's the decade or era that it's in, they actually do right. it very well. It does feel like it's from that era. It's very and, corny. And and it's they they've done a great job with the casting. Again, in the first episode, when when Kitty Foreman shows up, it's like they went and got an actor who knows how one of these shows is supposed to go, mm-hmm. and she can she's a veteran of sitcoms. She knows what to do. She she adds to the atmosphere of the show, and you do end up getting lost in. The fact that you're watching, am I? Wa- I'm, wa- and then it's like when when Wanda gets serious and is like, "What is going?" You know, when she's picking up the red helicopter, and it's like, "Yep, okay." I am easily transitioning into mi- this, believing this is a 1960s TV show mm. and an MCU sh- show at the same time. So, if, if that makes any sense to anybody, well, <laughs> it I does. Don't, I don't- I definitely guarantee once it's all out, I'm going to binge it all over again. And I'm sure I'll pick up on things that, you know, are easily missed and not just the eager yeah. Easter eggs. Cause I think like the slapsticky, like, you know, comedy from that they're trying to redo, like that they're trying to like do like the, the, for, for like the shows from that era, I think also not a distraction, but, I feel like I'm probably missing stuff that's going like going on, right? When they're doing the slapstick kind of like corny, like sitcom family show comedy. Yeah, when when I lose myself in the sitcom stuff, I feel like that's where I'm missing the Easter eggs. Right. I love the commercials in the middle of it. I love that stuff. I just I, I sometimes feel like they're doing such a good job of making me believe this is a 50s sitcom at times that I'm missing stuff that I should be looking at instead of just enjoying the show. 
So let me ask you a qu- both of you this question. Since we okay. both are, all of us are familiar with sitcoms, you know, in our yesteryear, going through the, the, the timeline that they're doing now, does that kind of give us an advantage Yes. To not like the hokey stuff because we've seen this before and this isn't new. This is not formulaic for us. It's, you know, the usual, but it's, it's, we haven't seen it in so long. So remembering, we're remembering the Dick Van Dyke show. We're, we're remembering the Mary Tyler Moore show, Brady Bunch, et cetera, et cetera. Does that matter to you? Because you said that you don't like the hokey, the, the, the hijink stuff. And I no, think no, no, no. I do like that. Okay, you said you like it, Gregor. Yeah, 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 I do. I'm, I'm going to be my, honest. When they my, go ahead, sorry. Sorry, I find myself getting lost in that. That's what I was going to say. And 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 I'm engaged in that. And then and then it's like, oh, I missed an Easter egg. You know, yeah, I missed I, this. I, and then yeah. I get pulled into the MCU. Like it's like, oh, fun, 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 fun. And then it's like, oh, and then I'm in. I'm like, I'm 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 able to dance with them. Right. Uh, and I, I, and I, I know I can see how that'd be very hard for somebody. I, no, I, I don't have a problem with it. It actually reminds me of staying up when I was really little and watching Nick at Night with my dad. Nick at Night. Yep. To, That's another one. To, and that those are the, those kind of shows were like back to back, like you know, Dick Van Dyke, Mary Tyler Moore, My Three Sons, like you know that Twilight stuff. Zone. Twilight Zone. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because this is definitely like. A combination of all of those, for sure. Except for it's 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 taking gonna take a lot longer to get to the Twilight Zone part. Like you're mm-hmm, right. in little little tiny like you get little tiny tiny nibbles of it. But and no, I, I, I maybe it's just me. I'm impatient. I want a bite. I want a big bite. But no, I do think we have an advantage. Thirty five and ups have an advantage of this because when we were kids, we watched. Andy Griffith. We watched yeah. Leave It to Beaver. We sat there watching Donna Reed and My Three Sons on Nick at Night. When we watched Nick at Night, it was like, oh, this is all black and white stuff. Um, there's no. It, it was jarring to see a colored show. Uh, show with color. I'm sorry. Color TV. I, yeah, I'm, color TV. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, I know what you meant. And, but at the same time is... We also, in syndication, had got to see Bewitched. We got to see I Dream of Genie. We got to see when, when, when TV shows started being presented in color. Um, and it being a big deal. I think we do have an advantage. Because our Nick at Night isn't Friends, isn't Seinfeld, isn't, you know... Full house. It was, a, it was our parents' TV. Yeah. Right. We got to see our parents' TV, whereas a lot of these people aren't getting to see their grandparents' TV. Yeah. Well, it's kind of like our, well, because my dad watched that's watched that stuff for nostalgia reasons, because that's what he watched when he was a kid and he, you know, loved that. And then I sat there and watched it with him. So then his nostalgia is kind of like my nostalgia now. Yeah. Like at least for that, like that's kind of like our shared nostalgia because I remember, you know, stay, like getting to stay up a little bit later and watch Nick at night with him, even though it drove my mother freaking crazy because she's like, "These are old. I've seen these already. Like, let's watch something new." Like, but yeah, I don't know. I yeah, I just feel like, it, like you were saying, like 
the generation after us, like, I tell you, like, and I draw a lot from my girlfriend because, you know, I live with her. And, like, I I could tell you right now, like, why, well, even when movies, if, like, especially that I like, if it, it's not, if it's anything before 1990, she doesn't want to mm-hmm. watch it. She's like, oh, that's old. I don't want to watch that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, and I, I feel like that's almost like a sentiment to maybe, I don't want to speak for that, like a whole generation of millennials and stuff. But for some millennials, I think it's probably like, oh, that's super old. Like they would, they don't know, they don't have that connection, you know? Right. Like, like we did getting to experience like uh, the reruns and Nick and Knight and stuff like that. Um, but and what? Go ahead. But I think I just, what we're seeing in this TV in 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 WandaVision is Wanda has dealt. In a very short period of time, we don't know where the, where exactly in the timeline this takes place. We do know it's post Endgame, but we don't know how post Endgame. We know that in a very short period of time, Wanda has lost her brother. Wanda has caused lost civil, her lover. Caused civil war. Um, Wanda has lost Vision, who was the only one who tried to understand her in a way. Wanda has faced a two earth-changing battles. Wanda has gone after, you know, she's gone, you know, she's, and and Damien, you can give me the psychological terms because this is your field, but Mm -hmm. she has, she doesn't understand her power and she's retreating into a world that is comfortable for her, that she can control but because of her powers, it's influencing others. It's on a subconscious level. She's literally right. not even trying to do it. And it, it's basically things that trigger her are, are her reality is being expanded because of things that are triggering her internally. It's basically right. manifesting your inner world out, outwardly, but she just takes it to a completely different level. For instance, when her water broke, remember? And all of a sudden, it started flooding the whole neighborhood because her water broke. Right. Uh, I, I just think psychologically, as I said before, the trauma of losing Pietro after they both decide to be Avengers, you know, and to fight for the side of Sokovia, you know, that's right. one thing. You saw how grief riddled she was at the um, in in um not Winter Soldier in a uh, Civil War. You know, and she caused that death. Let's be real here. Even though she right. saved Cap from Crossbones, she's the one, she's the reason why there was a Sokovia Accords in the first place, yeah. which a lot of people don't understand the fact that, you know, she was Sokovian, she caused this, it's the Sokovia Accords, so everything Sokovia is bad, apparently, mm-hmm. in the MCU. And then we get to Infinity War when she tried to save her lover, her, her synthesoid, love machine, whatever you want to call yeah. it. The one person who I, I, we should we should dub that the synthesoid love machine. machine. Oh man, that's great. But he was the only one that understood her because they both I don't want to say were rejects, but they were outcasts, you know, on the surface. And she fell for him like she did in the comics. And what happened? She tried to protect him at all costs because everyone she loves and cares about either gets hurt. It's it's like what Bruce was always worried about, Bruce Banner. Every, and Spider-Man, everyone I love or cared about gets hurt. Well, she lost vision. 
So now she can't do anything about Pietro. She can't do anything about Sokovia. She can't do anything about, uh, I don't know, allegedly there's rumors about him making an appearance. You know, Evan Peters might, go ahead, sorry. To pile on, not only in Infinity War did she kill Vision by Mm -hmm. removing the stone, she had to watch him bring brought back and die again done die again and then she got dusted yes and so when she comes back back. in endgame there's no processing grief this is just anger right and and i think this is her processing everything and as we've seen she's not the first hero her and pietro we're not the first two to have the Mind Stone give them powers. Mm-hmm. Or an Infinity Stone. Because Captain Marvel yep, she's got, got the power her stone. powers from the, the Space Stone. And we see how powerful she is. Mm-hmm. And so Wanda hasn't even tapped what she's capable of because they use, they experimented that there she, you know, and a lot of people are, are saying, you know, at the end of um, house of M, she utters the words, no more mutants no and more they're mutants. gone. Mm-hmm. And then with, with this, they're thinking they're speculating. She just says mutants. And boom, we have mutants in the MCU. Um, I don't know. I don't see where you get that, but okay, maybe that happens. I just, I think this show would benefit from being able to binge it. Uh-huh. And I think it, I, 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 I do, but I do think it is a very, it is very ambitious for Marvel. And I think it's a, I, I, I think it's going and we, Carl, Carl muted himself. Well, you cut out briefly. I did. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, we lost you for a second. But what I, what I said was, I, I I think I think the show would benefit from being able to binge. Yes. Um, but I think it's going to be a very good show when it, when while all is said and done, and will be very. Will will lead into Doctor Strange. Two and Spider-Man three. Yes. Because that's what it's supposed to be doing. And I think we're going, I think we're going to get, I, I think we're going to get, uh, a, a couple superhero movies over the next two years is in, and with WandaVision as a whole is like, we're going to get the MCU telling branching stories through multiple franchises. Agreed. Maybe, down the road, it'll end up in one Avengers, but I'm not banking on that yet. So I like I want to see what Feige's doing. Um, I'm interested in it, and I but but I I yeah, it's it's going to be hard to follow up the Infinity Saga. Mm. Anything else, guys? Nope. All right. Well. Guys, we thank you all for listening. We have been the Nerdicons. We always are the Nerdicons. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Nerdicons Pod. Rate, review, subscribe on your favorite podcast app. 
I think that's yeah, that's that's the end of my spiel. Uh, Damien, <laughs> give him yeah. your spiel. Uh, here's here's my my curveball, guys. You can find me as always. Thank you so much at Damien G Show on all your social media platforms. You can find my show, the Damien G Show, on Anchor and wherever you get your podcast, as well as free play on Twitch, twitch.tv slash freeplayarcade, where I am a daily contributor to both the Mike B. News Show as well as the Nerd Side of the Ring. Every Thursday from 1 to 2, we discuss professional wrestling uh, of the week that was. And also on the Big Gold Belt podcast, every Thursday night, we are on vacation until February 4th, where we take a more intellectual deep dive into professional wrestling of the week. And not so much, you know, uh, not so much marquee behavior. Uh, but we treat it with 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 respect and dignity, and uh, you can find us at BGB Group on Twitter as well. And Carl, take us home. Hey guys, thanks for listening. Like Russ said, you can find us at Nerdhunts Pod on Twitter and Instagram. You can find me at Echoes Dorkden. Also, check out me and my friend's toy photography page at Nonus Plastic Addicts. Uh, check out the Giga Show. Uh, on the Geek Out Show Network, where you can find us and you know a, great, a lot of great podcasts like the uh, I messed up. Leave it in <laughs> because I'm an idiot. Um, the Canon Cantina, hosted by Jade, which is a great Star Wars um, podcast, obviously, and it really focuses on the Mandalorian uh, so far. But I'm sure he's going to get into lots of other Star Wars stuff. Um, what else? Well, that's really about it. So without further ado, remember to keep your detox dust free, your figures posed dynamically, and your comics bag and board. Until next time. Peace.